I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the worst microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. half my mouth i'm gonna do the best i can and casey's playing royalty free music now because he is the man in charge and he does not want any copyright strikes from youtube so he's not fun anymore that's what i've come up with casey, <laughs> no fun, casey. is no fun don't want to get copyright strikes from youtube fair 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 enough see i was gonna use the minute that we play that song but, as a way to culture the people watching this Play some old 60s, some I, 70s tunes. Really culture the masses, but now we can't because we got to go royalty-free. There's something to be said about that, too. Like, I don't know what the whole... I get the idea of wanting to make sure the artists get paid and, you know, everything's mm -hmm. fair and there's equality to it. But, you know, at what point do we get to where there's at least like a... 30 second buffer of being able to like utilize somebody's music and then and that's then seven seconds but that's not real if you google it just saying i'm not saying i'm a lawyer but i did google it and there's lawyers that say that's not even a real thing however not to get on a side tangent about corporate law and, and all of that oh, baby. however we're not going to talk about that is that bad is that a bad idea I don't know. We're not going to talk about lawyer talk. We're not going to talk World Baseball Classic. No World Baseball Classic. No if you, did, the best thing about that whole thing is Tom wasn't catching on at all to that whole situation that we're not going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. I think so he, we're going to keep on not talking about it. X going to give it to you. The number one thing on the track. I had the best career day I've ever had as far as uh, wagering. This show is brought to you by Brett Fred Sportsbook on Saturday. And to be frank with you, it all, there's dominoes that happen in life, you know? If one thing that leads to the next thing, if the first thing doesn't happen, the next thing never has a chance of happening. The Xavier Musketeers, for me, were that initial domino. I made a very unintelligent bet. I told you not to. And he told me not to. I was warned by Reed Mouse not to do it. But I did it anyways. Because I thought, there's no way Xavier's going to lose to Kennesaw State. Especially after I watched Kennesaw State play for about, eh, I don't know, 
15 minutes on ESPN Plus at a 1.30 the night before. They did not impress me. So I thought, why not just throw enough money to make $200 on the Muskies money line? This was before the game. I don't know if you watched the game. But I was staring $1,600 right down the drain, right in the eye. But I got to give it to you, Paul. You guys figured it out. They won the game. <laughs> they did. And they kept my betting spirits alive and well. Because I know one thing. If I would have lost and Xavier would have lost, I would have been just as sad as Paul. Maybe not as sad as Paul. But I would have been pretty damn close. And I would have decided from there on out I was done for the rest of the tournament. But that didn't happen, did it, Paul? What happened, Paul? No, yeah. They, uh, they figured it out. Nine and a half minutes left. They started actually playing basketball. They figured it out. Now what? Where were the stress levels at? when we got to the single digits in the game, because I was watching the game with Trace, and I was I was cool I thought we were doing both pretty good. I was cool as a cucumber till it got right around under the under 12, and I'm like, all right, guys, it's time to rock and roll here. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at, like, not – you know, like, cause you're sitting there, you're not, you're not reacting. You're not like, right. you're not in the stands, whatever. So I like, I'm pretty good about like keeping things in check. I actually got to a point with about 14, 13, 14 minutes left in the game where they were trading twos so much. I didn't, I was calm. I was perfectly calm. Cause I had accepted defeat at that point. I didn't, I don't want to say that I thought they were going to lose, but I was, I had come to terms with the fact that Twitter was on, you know, another level. The fans were all for Kennesaw State because you get the neutrals on right. the side of the underdog. Kennesaw State traveled crazy well. They also had an incredible fight song that has been Let's stuck in my it. head for two days. So they were – you know you know how when – this is how I explained it to some people that didn't hear it. You know how like when a band, like they play their song? And you know how when like a band, like when they, when they play their song – Right, get into it. And everybody's like going back and forth. They pulled it up. Casey, you should – you could you could pull it up the Kennesaw State fight song if you can. Is it a bop? It yeah they're like you don't wanna go to war with the owls with the owls and they play it like every two minutes. I'm sitting there going you don't wanna go to war. It's an earworm. And I'm, I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm kind of looking around. I was in the we were where we had sat. They sit the media up opposite. I don't know why they do this, but they sit you across from the opponent's bench. So, like, the Kennesaw State media was across from the Xavier bench. We were across from their bench. But we're also, that means, in the Kennesaw State section. So I got, you know, the families, everybody behind. You don't want to go. And I'm sitting there going, to war. And I'm like, oh, with the owls. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of, this is kind of good. I've been singing this for two straight days. I'm singing on the drive home last night. I caught myself. I'm just like, you know. And I'm like, man, this is great. So anyway, with about 13 minutes left, I'm like, you don't want it. And I'm like, God, all right, this is this is it. Like we've worked we've gotten to this point in the season, it's kinda it. I think I got it, by the way. <laughs> Let's see. All it. right, throw it up there. I don't think this has words in it, but like you'll get the you'll get the tune. You'll get the you'll get the uh you'll get the idea of it. It does this one actually does if you go about halfway into the middle of it, Casey. Just just rip like halfway to the middle of it. It does have words. It does have words? Yeah, just just go like somewhere randomly in the middle and start playing. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Play this. Yes, yeah, so picture the band doing this. Oh, 
<laughs> all right. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm doing this the whole time. And I'm like, all right, with about 10 minutes left, I thought Xavier had run out of time because they weren't hitting threes. They weren't playing. They, they weren't playing how they needed to play like stylistically to get back in the game. Then with about a minute and a half left in the game, I, I stood up out of my chair and I put two fingers on my neck because it was the first time in my life I had, I legitimately felt pulse my pulse pulsing like out of my neck i was because i was to the point where i was like all right now they've come back and made it a game and now if they lose it's going to be brutal right because when they were getting killed it was like all right you know the 14 seed came out they outplayed the team that just thought they were going to run over them it is what it is it's march but then when xavier came back and started you know playing well then i'm going oh this is going to rip my heart out. Well, so me and Trace were watching that game. He's obviously got a bunch of money on it. I've got, I've got some heart in the game. And I'm sitting here watching. They bring it all the way back in five minutes, right? Yeah. They, they get back from that 13-point deficit in five minutes. It was about the five-minute yeah. mark. It's tied up. And they continuously got stops on the defensive side. Right. But they couldn't take the lead. And it was so frustrating because they storm all the way back. And you're like, all right, keep it rolling. Don't yeah. settle. They get a stop, come on down, they don't get a bucket. They get a stop, they come on down, don't get a bucket. And it's just sitting there at the same score for four straight possessions, and you're just like, man, we did all this work. We did all this. And is it still – is it not going to matter? Yeah. Is it not going to matter at the end? Yeah. And me and Trace are dancing around this office right here, just just screaming. But, man. What were you the, watching? Uh, on TV? Right there. Right heart there. Was, heart was pumping. Oh. It, it honestly felt it, – it felt like you're at the casino, you put your final chips on – on black or something like that, you're like, here we go, and your backs to the your backs <laughs> to the roulette table. You don't even want to look, and then it finally hits red, and you're either getting pumping or you're just wa walking away, not saying anything to anyone, and you're just leaving the casino right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, of course, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Sule Boom had a turnover. I don't remember what exact moment and marker of the time was, but Xavier had come roaring all the way back, and I just remember there being this careless, ridiculous turnover that Xavier had. My, and I don't remember. It was Des Claude. Maybe it was Des. Yeah, he fell down. Yeah, he Des, fell down. Yes, fell it down. was. That's Des what it down. was. Des fell down, and he did whatever he did, and I audibly or not audibly, I just 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 fell to the floor and laid there in 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 a in a, in a fetal position for every bit of thirty seconds. However, Xavier wasn't the only team that was more than likely going to lose. I don't know if this happens every year because I have not been paying attention to the tournament like I have been this year, especially with gambling and live lines and understanding the, the, the winning probability. But in the chat, you want to have some fun. Guess how many teams that are in the Sweet 16 currently at one point, and I'm using ESPN's GameCast model as the metric here, of the 16 teams of one point in their first two games was not ever in a position that they were expected to lose based off the percentages of the game cast. You got 16 teams still left in the tournament. We can go around the room and take a guess. I know Reed probably knows because he was out there while I was doing this. A greater than 50% chance Just to win. Greater than 50% chance to win. Minutes. All 80 minutes. All 40 minutes, excuse me. Well, 80 well, minutes. Eight, all 80 minutes. 80 minutes for both games, yes. Um, trying to think. Wouldn't be Kansas State. Wouldn't be obviously Xavier. Wouldn't be FAU because FDU had the lead. 
Uh, Reed, do you know the answer? Just take a wild guess. Just well, give me a number. It'd be better. It'd be better to to say who do you think had had a greater than fifty percent, like on the other side. Who do you think was in control of the game, their games the whole time? Right. Yeah. Just oh, so like Alabama. Oh, no. Alabama would would be be a team that never once fell under fifty percent chance to lose that. How many teams are we talking about here? Well, you have 16 teams total left. How many teams do you think were at one point in oh, danger I, of losing? Oh, sorry. I oh, thought fine. you said there was only one team. No, no, no. no. Oh, and I was trying to guess that team. No, oh, there's, there's, oh, a, there's, oh, there's, oh. there's more than one. Uh, I'll say three. Decent guess. I'm going to run through the teams right now and the winning percentages that they had at one point, or I guess at this point, the percent chance of them losing is really the way you should think of this. Kansas State. At one point, they were 81% chance of losing against University of Kentucky. Princeton, 96.3% chance of losing to Arizona. San Diego State, 61% chance of losing to Charleston in the first round. Xavier, 92.8% against Kennesaw State. Miami, 90% against Drake. Miami, 90% chance of losing in the first round against Drake. FAU, 89% versus Memphis, which we can get into in a minute. Creighton, 67% versus NC State. Michigan State, 65% chance against Marquette. Gonzaga, 70% chance against TCU. Arkansas, 90% chance against Kansas. Houston, 71% chance versus Auburn. Texas, 64% chance versus Penn State. Tennessee, 51% chance. The closest one to being to where they didn't have it against Duke. UConn, 60% chance to lose to St. Mary's. The only two teams that are left in this tournament that have not once on the ESPN GameCast indicator have been at an underdog position in this tournament is Alabama and UCLA. UCLA. To me, and maybe like I said before, this might be normal. I find it wild that there's that many teams that make the Sweet 16. And we're not talking about just, you know, Tennessee was the only one that was 50% percentile. The rest are 60% or above. There's every bit of one, two, three, four, five, five teams on this list that were at 90% or higher. That's why this tournament's the best. That's why it's called March Madness. And, and obviously this isn't breaking news. But I, I'm going to go back to the point we made, I think, a few weeks ago. And Sean Spurlock, who's in this office, and you guys met out at Wings and Rings. Uh, a few of you did, I'm sure. And he was on the, the live stream for a little while. And you've seen him in here. He's brought this up. Parity in college basketball is shrinking massively. The ones versus 16s that we used to talk about were 40, 50 point games not that long ago. Mm-hmm. No, I mean every bit of 10, 15 years ago right. they were they were 50 point games. Now, a team as as much as we want to think that Alabama dominated, Alabama's only like whatever 20 something points spread against whoever they were playing. Now Purdue, not to sit up here and say that we were all relatively right about Purdue, and to a certain extent we were kind of right about Arizona, but the weird thing about this whole tournament is is you kind of can get up here and you can make claims that you're right about a team and wrong about a team. Um, but then they, they there's teams that win games that they shouldn't have won, and then all of a sudden they go on these big runs, and I guess 
my main point is, is it's wild to me to think that I could sit up here and say that Xavier was frauds if Kennesaw State plays just a little bit better for two minutes of basketball. Now, to be honest, I think Xavier could make the Final Four if they get, well, let me back up. There's a chance that they could wink the Final Four if something crazy happens and they are able to get really hot against Houston and or Houston just has a bad game and they play against Miami and Miami wins. I think Xavier, Texas is a really good game. I think Xavier, Texas might be the Gonzaga UCLA is going to be a really good game. I think Xavier, Texas might end up being it, it has the potential to be one of the best games of the weekend because just the way the teams match up. I actually think Xavier matches up decently with the starting lineup. I said this on Tom's show, but you get into that bench. Texas is pretty deep. Uh, they're pretty skilled. Marcus Carr is the type of guy that would give Xavier a lot of trouble. Um, so maybe Colby Jones has a good defensive game against him. Xavier's got to hit some shots, though. But we'll talk more about that as it goes on. As the week goes on. All right. Trace, I, I, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what's you brought up all those, how, how badly they were down in, in, according to ESPN GameCast. It's crazy to see the differences between the GameCast win probability and what the, the books are allowing for live lines, which you would think that they'd be using a similar algorithm right. on allowing that. But like you mentioned Houston being down 10 at halftime. Um, in their game. I think like with a minute to go in the first half, they were down seven or eight, and they were still favored over Auburn. They were down eight points against one of the, one of the top teams in the SEC and still favored by, by two points going into halftime, and obviously that, that proved to be a winner. And you mentioned the, the matchup graphic for Tennessee versus Duke. Tennessee was favored set on ESPN, had a 75% chance to beat Duke before the game. But Duke were three-point favorites in, in the betting lines. It's just interesting to see the juxtaposition between those those two things. I think Vegas, with the sports books, they have to hedge the live bet a little bit because they're just assuming what every other person's going to do in a spot where if Houston's down by eight, everyone's like, oh, Houston's going to come back and win. they got to cover themselves a little bit. Um, no one would have expected Houston to come back and win in the margin of victory that they had or won by, obviously. But my point is, is that um, even Purdue, to a certain extent, right? Like three quarters away in the end of that game, you're like, there's a good chance this is going to come down to the very end. Just based off the feel of the game, you're like, I, I, but Purdue is still seven and a half point, eight point favorites. With, it's like, what's going on here? With three minutes to go, they were down four and were three and a half point favorites. With three minutes to go. Yeah. Like, and, am I sorry, sucker? Sucker was just like, sure, Purdue. There's no way that was deaf to you, right? No yeah. way. Well, you and that, just was, kept, that was my IU fan coming out. Like, they're going to win this game, aren't they? You just kept thinking, like, there's no way Zach Eady's not going to score here. There's no way that they're not going to go to Zach Eady. And then they just kept not going to Zach Eady. What were, he didn't score for what, the last 12 minutes of the game? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's still still – Right. It's. I just don't understand. It, it was a crazy scene, and the NCAA is extremely strict about what you can and can't post. Like, I have a great angle of Jack Nungy's block that I'm not allowed to post anywhere because of copyright issues. The video I got from the Kentucky, who would that have been, Providence game, they put a double box on the Jumbotron of the Purdue game against FDU. Mm-hmm. 
and the entire – I mean, it was not sold out. There were some rows at the top that were open, yeah. but it was a very close to sold out Greensboro Coliseum of almost entirely Kentucky fans who are in the same region as Purdue, wanted Purdue out of there. The entire arena was doing FDU chants while the Kentucky game was going on. <laughs> it was in, it was insane. I'd never really seen anything like it because the PA announcer kept saying, you know, we go to another live look in from Columbus. And then they'd flash it up on the screen. And then they, you know, they'd come out of the, they'd play it during the timeout. They'd come out of the timeout. They'd take it off the screen. And then <laughs> they finally, the last time out, the games were kind of lining up. To where they just left it on the screen. Right. And people were chanting FDU the whole time. It was crazy. What's What the true magic of March Madness is, is every year you look at the bracket. And you tr you, you, you think that there's going to be an upset somewhere and you try to guess. And a lot of times you're just dead wrong, right? I mean, you're just, just looking at it like, ah. I think we, we were talking about Texas beating, losing to Colgate and stuff like that. And we also said Arizona, which I guess we were right there. But you look at it you're like, how do these ones and twos not get through the first game? And now we're looking going at the Sweet 16. There's only four ones and twos still around. Like four teams have, have been outed. Yeah. It happens every year. And you always – you expect it, but you half don't. You try to look at it like, wait, I know there's going to be an upset. Where's it going to happen? Arizona can't lose to Princeton. Purdue can't lose to FDU. Then it happens. You never can guess it. It's a good segue to one versus the field. We've been talking about this for a great length of time. I watched Alabama. I've – I've been a fanboy of, of Houston, as many of you know, for a while. I watched Alabama play maybe for the first time at a great length of time the other day. I don't know how they lose a game. You're like, it sounds you're, like Tom. You're like Tom. Like, when, when Purdue loses, what Well, happens? I'm not like Tom in that <laughs> regards because uh, Purdue's really, really a really easy team to figure out. They got one guy that's really dominant, and they have really shitty basketball players outside of that. You can say whatever you want to say about Purdue. Maybe they had a bad night. Purdue. No, I've watched Purdue play four or five games. They do not have a good basketball team. They have one great player that then, theoretically, if you're a college basketball player, 50% of the time you should play relatively well. And the problem with Purdue is, when I would watch them, they'd have four or five guys outside of Edie who just aren't great players. I, I, I know that sounds like very cynical, but Zach Edie deserved so much better than what he got at Purdue in regards to this year. If you take Zach Edie and you give him Sule Boom, Adam Kunkel, and I don't even know if you need anyone else. They, they easily skate through most of their games. Maybe give them one more decent forward. But my main point is, is that they don't have a guy that scares you from the outside remotely at all. And maybe, like I said before, certain guys can hit, hit, they can hit shots to a certain extent for one or two games. But they don't have anyone consistent. Purdue never had one guy that I was like, you know what? If Zach Eady gets sick and he can't play, they'll survive because of this, 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 and this. That never happened. Alabama, I'll be honest. When I watch them, I'm like, two of their guys could get sick. And I'm like, I don't know. I still think they can figure out how to find a way to win. They scored 96 points, and Brandon Miller didn't score a single one of them. Now, they were playing a 16 seed, to be fair. But there's just so much depth there that I don't know how... I know that how they lose. I'm right. not stupid. You can get cold in a 40-minute basketball game and not play well. But, my God, if they played NBA Finals-type stuff where you had to play a seven-game series, guys, uh, 
would it be crazy to think that Alabama would be like even money against the whole entire rest of the field? In a seven-game series? Seven-game yeah. series, yeah. and they had to play yeah, every team left. I, mean, like, I don't think they lose to anybody. They're, well, it's funny. About two months ago, I told – I brought this up out, out there. Me and Paul were looking at futures, and we saw Alabama was like plus 1,200 or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, Paul, you can get Alabama for plus 1,200. We tried to tell Spur, and Spur like almost laughed at us. He's like, you think that's good value? Yada, yada, yada. And in hindsight, looks like great value now. I mean, they're – they're in the Sweet 16. They're one of two one seeds still around. They look like they're the best team in the tournament. Them in Houston, it looks like they're in a collision course for, for this whole thing. But to, to push back about your point against Purdue a little bit. Sure. Is because of the player that Zach Eady was and the way that Purdue had to play with, with his skill set, you almost feel like they are pulled into the gravity that is Zach Eady. They don't get their own chance to to play any other way. They don't get their own chance to shine because they've got this, you know, Goliath-type figure sitting in the middle of the paint that you can't play around, right? You've got to play very directly with the skill set that Zach Eady has. So it doesn't give a whole lot of free-flowing opportunity for Purdue to play without Zach Eady. So I will push back on that a little bit, but you're right. They, they, don't, they didn't have any guards. You, you give them some guards that you see these other Sweet 16 teams have. They, they seem like almost a juggernaut of a team. But you're right also about Alabama. I can't see a world in which Alabama or Houston loses this tournament. The only other team that I think can, can really compete with them is UCLA. Yeah, and I don't know how um, how healthy Singleton is. I guess I could do some digging right now. I don't know if you guys seen any update on Singleton. He went down with an ankle injury at the very end of that game. They're obviously already out. Um, I can't think of the kid's name, but he's their best defender. Um, Jalen Clark. So Jalen Clark, they'd be out two guys. I don't know if UCLA's in a position where they could lose Singleton and, and continue to win. They got to play what Gonzaga. So Gonzaga is one of those weird teams too, to where, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying that stock though, to be frank, let's reseed the field. Let's do it really quickly. Yeah, um, so I read, because really we don't have anything else to talk about because the next thing after that, we don't talk about the baseball World Baseball Classic. So. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. Short show today. Yeah. If you – I reseeded this, and I want you guys to push back if you guys disagree with okay. this. All right? So out of the final, the teams in the Sweet 16, this is who I have. And the one seeds, obviously it's Bama and Houston. They're already one seeds. And then UCLA would be the, the guarantee for that third, third one seed. And you have a couple different routes to go for that final one seed. I think – Trace disagrees with this one. I'd like to hear your take, Paul. I have Gonzaga actually taking that final one seed. Um, the other teams that you could have thrown in there were Texas, UConn, Xavier, Tennessee. But I had Gonzaga as that final one seed. I would have put Texas over Gonzaga, but I don't think I would really put up a huge argument for it because by every metric, like if you want to just go by the analytics or the metrics, by every metric, Gonzaga is playing as good or better than anybody in the country right now. So... Um, I know they struggled a little bit last night, but they came back to win against TCU. Uh, disgusting cover there at the end, by the way, by TCU. But <laughs> not, if you, I told not them, if you had TCU. I told them this. I watched three or four different videos from different sports books in Vegas where they just had a camera panned over the entire crowd watching the final moments of that game. And it was hilarious because you'd see 200 people in this shot of just the entire sports book. And when that shot goes in, Half of the people are jumping up and cheering, and then the other half, you just see souls leave their body as their guaranteed cover just just dissipates so quickly. Just an electric, 
electric atmosphere. A trace that was like the Arizona game that you and I were on. Oh, earlier that was wor- that, I, Arizona was worse. That oh, I, well, that was. I, 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 I know, I know. I, I've never seen something like that in my entire life, Paul. I mean, you had a guy that ninety nine percent of the time dribbles the ball out, doesn't even try to shoot, Paul. But then you have a guy that goes to try to dunk the ball, who ninety nine point nine percent of the time makes the dunk. Then the ball bounces off the rim on said dunk, and it bounces right to a guy. Maybe we'll say fifty percent of the time it'll actually go to the team, the other team, and that happened. And then not only that, but it gets rushed down the floor, and a guy probably shoots a three pointer who shoots thirty percent, and he makes it. Do you realize the do you realize the math that had to go into all that happening was every bit, in my opinion, a million to one. TCU was a little bit different because the guy made a corner three. Who no one wants to talk about that. First of all, the whole bad beat thing with TCU is this. They turn it over in the lane, and then the guy hits at the corner three, and then the guy lets the ball dribble all the way down the floor and then shoot a three at the end. So, um, And then the other crazy thing, not that uh, we're going to turn this into a degenerate show, but did you guys see the fact that the over would have hit if that guy would have made a 360 dunk in the Florida Atlantic game? Oh, that was for the over? That was for the over. That was for the over. If he makes that dunk, it goes over. Oh, so he was point shaving. Well, I don't even know. <laughs> if he was point shaving, I don't think he would have tried the dunk in the first place. I think he was just a college kid trying to have fun. And I'll tell you what. I've gotten to the point where maybe I've just flipped it on its head. I used to be the guy that was, you know, from a baseball standpoint, I cared about all the unwritten rules. You know, I didn't like guys showing people up and this, that, and the other. And I would have been the guy maybe a few years ago to say, oh, that's ridiculous. He's trying to make a dunk at the end of the game. I've gotten to the point now where I don't know what's maybe transpired where I just don't care anymore. But, like, who gives a rat's tail if a guy's going to dunk the ball at the very end of a game and you lose by an extra two points or not. He's just, he's, he's trying to be fun. He's having fun out there. And I'll tell you what, if you don't like it, this is what I always say. If you don't like guys pimping home runs, then don't give a home run up. If you don't like guys showing you up, then don't give up a touchdown. If you don't like guys dunking at the end of the game, then don't be down and don't let them go dunk the ball. That's how I feel about it. Sportsmanship it, is hilarious to me. We like guys talking. Sh- I'm going to try not to cuss. We like guys mouthing off to each other the whole entire game. Right. But then we don't like the idea of some guy having fun and doing a 360 dunk when everyone else on the floor quit. What happened to the people that suck? What about the idea of the same people that say play till the very final whistle, play to the very end, are those same demographic of type of people that would also say that you shouldn't do a 360 dunk? Well, it's it's funny. It's just the you hear stories about Larry Bird and Magic John or Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson just MFing each other for full 48 minutes and then if if that happened the same sportsmanship where they're dunking in, in a blowout to, to end the game they they would have an upheaval at that that uh, that idea a condition just the thought of of someone breaking one of the unwritten rules and it's a contract right sportsmanship and non-sportsmanship when you have sportsmanship the contract is is i won't i won't do anything unsportsmanlike if you don't but the same contract rolls the other way. If we can talk shit, if we can celebrate as this game advances, then you can too. I can't get mad at you for doing the same things. I if I want to bat flip, you can bat flip. That's the whole rule. It's a contract, and, right? And we've we're slowly moving to the idea that let's have a little bit more fun with these games. Let's not just be robots out there. I, so I I usually lean toward you guys on this too. The only reason last night that I was a little like ah, eh, I didn't even get mad. But the only reason I was a little like, eh, 
was because it was poor FDU. It's like, are we? Oh, please! Like, are we really doing this to these guys? Poor FDU. They had a sold-out crowd there almost last night. I know, but all rooting for FDU. But it was not like it's not like it was Purdue, and he's making a statement that they beat a one seed. Like, we're just kicking the kicking no, while he's please, down. Paul. Oh, come please, on. Paul, save uh, it. I didn't, I didn't like save it. Save it, Paul. I didn't like they it. They beat a and one I'm, seed. I, I'm not, and I'm usually on the train with you guys, but I didn't like it last night. I didn't like it. Oh, they beat uh, a okay. one seed, Paul. What, what do you mean? They had the whole entire arena rooting for them. Think about the Florida Atlantic kids for a minute. They were they didn't do nobody harm. They didn't do nothing no, you're wrong. Right. They're 33 and 3. They roll up into nationwide arena no, you're and right. they got every single player there, person there rooting against them because FDU is these darling team, which rightfully so, but I ain't going to feel bad for them if they're giving up a 360 dunk at the end of the game. Yeah, I just think it's a, like if he I doesn't, do, you know, because then the whole game ends with the whole crowd booing. Like, it's just, you're going to the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history. Like, there are, and if you're going to do the dunk, make the dunk. Like, it's just, it's just a sour way to end the game. Like, if you're going to do it, okay, fine. But make it. You know, it's just like, eh, I don't know. Speaking of uh, showboating, we won't talk about it long because we don't want to break our contract of saying we weren't going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. We can talk about the world. No, we can't talk about the world. But here's the thing. I don't know if you've seen the Venezuela pitcher after he struck out um, Tucker, I believe it was, in a bases loaded jam. Did you see that? Kyle Tucker? Did you no. see that? He yeah, he struck no. out. Yeah. Did you see the no, pitcher? See if you didn't see the pitcher, he was uh, very arrow. animated. Bowling very arrow. animated, getting fired up, screaming and yelling, basically, at the entire bench of the United States of America. And um, I like that. That's fun. That's right. what baseball should be. Well, that's, we're not going to talk about it, though. Okay. What are you going to talk about? Well, let's get through these, these reseeding field. We got through the first seed, and then we— How many are you going to seed? The, all 16 teams. So this well, is the, these damn. are the two seeds. Texas, UConn, Xavier, and Tennessee. No, I think UConn should be a one seed, but that's here nor there. So I, I'm not going to disagree with the rest of them. Uh, do you think that— Miami or Creighton is better than Tennessee. Are you guys cool with the, the two seeds? I think Tennessee is better than both of those teams. Okay. Miami, Creighton, Arkansas, K-State is the three seeds. Cool. Okay. What were the three seeds? Miami, Creighton, Arkansas, K-State. Miami. Which means that Michigan State would be – Michigan State and San Diego State would be on the outside looking in as four seeds and then FAU and Princeton as the mm, final four Princeton. seeds. Yeah. Fair enough. All Fair right. enough. All right, now now we can we got through that. I mean, nobody thinks San Diego, San Diego State yeah, is Mount, better than people think. Mountain West, man, they gotta Mountain go to the, West they gotta is go. so disappointing. Did you see that guy? The, the meme. Oh, I got to send it to you. The, the just guy carrying the flag for the. It was it was good. Mountain West, yeah, they spur. So we we put in the in our group chat that there was an offer for how many conference wins. A certain conference would get, you know, Big 12, Big 10, how many wins they'd get in the tournament. And the Mountain West was listed at three and a half. The Mountain West hasn't won four tournament games in the last eight years combined and spur hopped all over that. And it's looking good. <laughs> They've won two so far, but you'd have to have San Diego well, State go to the Elite Eight, go, go to the Final Four. It's the only way it'd work. Every other Mountain West team lost their first Nobody game. else won? No. Utah, Utah State Boise lost. La Nevada lost. Boise State lost. So San Diego State would have to go to the Final Four. No, I don't think that's going to happen. That ain't happening. Right. So 
Trace, good at that Trace I got to say, I'm pretty disappointed. I went to, uh, I was told that on my drive to Greensboro, I would pass a Bucky's. And I didn't. That's it was in Richmond. I went. I took the. I took a different way. I wasn't right. going to drive an hour out of the way for the Bucky's. That's worth it. That's so I've heard. It's definitely worth it. You've got to go to a Bucky's at some point here I, soon. No, trust me. I mean, I talk about it enough. One of my best friends who lived in Texas went to Bucky's religiously. I, I wanted the hoodie. I wanted to walk in here today with that hoodie on. It is. It is funny. It's like a religion in there, man. I mean, it'll they, happen, Paul. Just give it time. Right. Oh, it will. I mean, it's not. It's Richmond, Kentucky. We'll get there. Right. Not too far. Uh. All, All right. right, so we're done with the show. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the World <laughs> Baseball Classic, but like Until if we, we were, if we were going to talk about the World Baseball Classic, we would maybe bring up the fact that the pool play games for the World Baseball Classic had more attendance than nearly ten MLB teams had last year in their eighty-one home games. Like we're not going to talk about the World Baseball Classic, but if we were, we'd talk about how Shohei Otani is the fastest growing follow on Instagram right now. Gained 2 million followers during the World Baseball Classic pool play games, which is over 200%. First baseball player to get over 3 million followers on Instagram. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the fact that Japan's TV ratings rivaled the Super Bowl. Over half of the TVs in Japan were watching the World Baseball Classic. But we're not going to talk about it. We're also not going to talk about the fact that Trey Turner, who won a World Series... Played in a Game 7 of a World Series. Said that his grand slam to beat Venezuela was his best baseball memory. We're not going to talk about that. We're, not, we're just not going to talk about how successful the World Baseball Classic has been. And that the fact that their, the attendance has almost tripled. How the viewership was better than any regular season game in MLB history. We're not going to talk about it though. What game was that? Um, the Puerto Rico Dominican Republic game. Where? It was in Miami. Oh, was it? I mean, I... Yeah, it's it's they the the closest that it had was some 2018 game with the Yankees, is what I read. Okay. Regular season, we're talking Got regular it. season game. Got it. But we're not going to talk about it. Simple as that. I do love how I've turned into in the chat. I've turned into the anti WBC guy. That's not necessarily what I was saying. Um. I am saying it's still at a bad time. I am still saying that I wish that we could do this in a better manner. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and act as if it hasn't been awesome because it has been awesome. It has been great. I do think that we're in a position where the United States will start to care more about this just based off the atmosphere. It'll becoming a, it'll become a waste management open 16th hole type situation mm -hmm. in this country because of the atmosphere. It's going to it's going to, it's going to be in a situation where I think that it will be hard to get a ticket, and the tickets will become very, very expensive. Um, if not, if it's not already happening, I don't know. I haven't looked at see how much the tickets already cost, but they will be extremely expensive the next time because I do think in four years, if that's how they're going to continue to just develop right. this, and it's once every four years, I would like is, it to be a little quicker than that. Maybe two years would be cool, but I get four years is the is is the World Cup model. But they had to push it back. So 2021 was going to be the original World Baseball Classic because 2017 was the last one. So it'd be 21. And I wonder if they're going to do. Are we it. on a three-year schedule then, or? It was going to be 17, then 21. That's four years. And I, they just pushed back the 21 to this year. So I wonder if they're going to play it in 2025. That I don't know. Right. Um, American pitchers are going to start pitching in this. 
largely because of a few things that I've seen. The players have said abundantly and made it abundantly clear that that for their money or for, for their time, it's been some of the best baseball memories that they've ever had, period. And a lot of these foreign players that we already knew cared a lot about this because they're clearly playing. Many of them are saying that it's more important to them than the World Series, which that doesn't surprise me because those other countries, as you said, in Japan especially, and even like Latin America, it is the, it is their main sport. It is their Super Bowl. It is right. the 60%, as you said, in Japan is a wild number. And I wonder if we can get to a, a point in, in, in America where we care as much. I don't know if we will. But my point still lies into the fact that Paul Frischner didn't know that the championship game was played tomorrow. I just, I, it's I just, not your fault. I assumed it was going for another, like, like, these games have been so great, I just assumed it was going longer. Like, all I've been able to see is, like, an inning here, an inning there. But I saw Tur Trey Turner's home run, and I didn't see, like, on the graphic where they were in the tournament. I was just assuming it was going for another, you know, maybe two weeks. But then now that I look at the calendar, I guess we are close to opening day. So Right, yeah, opening day is yeah. 10 days away. So tomorrow is going to have – I'm very excited to see what the ratings will be tomorrow if Japan wins. I think if Mexico wins, it still draws a similar – because we owe Mexico one as Team USA and, you know – they're very close proximity. This could become the second biggest sporting event in the world outside the World Cup. I, I genuinely believe that. Well, Olympics. The Olympics. Okay, the Olympics. I'm not yeah. going to count the Olympics. But as far as, as, far as a non-Olympic thing, outside of the World Cup, I genuinely think it could become just as big. They have to move the time, though. And I think Major League Baseball is in a position where if they've ever decided that they were going to start changing rules and doing things differently – they need to consider the idea of shaving 10 to 12 games from the regular season in Major League Baseball and playing this thing at some point during the middle of the year and make it a world event. Make, make it as if it is the Super Bowl in the United States. It would be massive. And I, you're going to have guys that are going to play in this regardless now. I get the idea of worrying about the team. But it's already been proven guys are going to get hurt. You can't stop the inevitability of guys getting hurt. The only question mark I've had from the very beginning, and the reason I got passionate about this in the first place, is I don't think it's reasonable to expect big-time arms to not be a little concerned about the idea of making of making a what I would call very stressful pitches early into a season. So that's one argument I make in regards to moving it back to the middle of the year. The second argument I make is just the timing of the fact that we have not just March Madness, but I mean there's 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 other things that are going on during NFL free agency, like it or not, as stupid as that sounds, in the United States, that's going on. In the middle of the summer, it's not. That's a dead period. There's nothing going on. We all know it. So if the World Baseball Classic were to play it then, they would make they would make enough money to pay those owners that are worried about their 12 games they're going to lose, they'd be able to pay them 20 games worth of whatever they would lose. I think That's it, how big it would be. I think it's way more likely not to play it in the middle of the season, but if they just push push the season back to if, – if you're going to restructure the schedule, which I don't think they'll ever do, um, but the only way that I could see them restructuring the schedule would be to push back the regular season a couple weeks and play it like alongside and not directly competing with – the end of March Madness, you know, the final fours in the championship, but have the pool play start that week. And then you get into the quarterfinals the week after, and you just start the regular season two weeks later than you typically would. 
that would that would solve all the problems. Because I found myself as a fan of baseball, not watching the game last night, quite honestly, when they're playing Cuba to go to the championship because IU was playing and I was more locked into that. I mean, I'd switch switch to World Baseball Classic every time that that game went to break. But there, there is that problem. I just don't think it's likely that they'll change the schedule anytime soon. I truly think tomorrow is going to have fantastic ratings. It's, I think it gonna, will be. Every, be every American, every American that's a sports fan should have been locked in to Trey Turner's Grand Slam. Yeah. It should have been a live moment. It should have been the the biggest moment of the of of well not I'm not saying the calendar year but without question if you want to break it down from a financial perspective the quarter if you want to break it down from a quarter's worth of sports that is the biggest moment that could have happened in American sports and instead and it's nothing against anyone I'm not trying to say that a WBC is not doing well or whatever I'm just saying that. There was probably 50% of people that would have loved to seen that live that just didn't know that it was going on because they were watching March Madness. That can't, we can't, that just can't be a thing. The NFL draft is, is purposely put in a spot. Like, there's yeah, a reason they don't do the NFL draft in the middle of March. Right. They wait. If you want to take a lesson from anybody, it's the NFL and how you market a product. You go find windows of opportunity to where there's not a whole lot going on and you make it as big of a deal as you possibly can and you try to make it seem like it's more important than maybe it even is. Let's be honest. Schedules in the NFL, I've said this from time to time, they could release those damn things on a Tuesday afternoon and give you the whole entire schedule, tell you who you're playing, where, what time, and what, what television station. And if they didn't try to make a big deal about it, no one would care really. But instead, they make a big deal about your schedule home and away and then they make a big deal about you know when you're playing it's wild the nfl is a is is a an incredibly marketing machine baseball could also structure the schedule of the world baseball classic around march madness like last week we had the first four during the week you know monday through wednesday we have the first four right but you can play those games right then you can play as many games through monday wednesday and then just not play thursday through through sunday start it back up Today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and then do it all over again once once the Sweet 16, and then finish it up next week. Have the quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship be next week, and just z- zag away from the March Madness games. And right, but I just think when you think another thing with Major League Baseball, and I don't know how you fix it. The only way you fix this is stuff that's never going to happen because financially, it's not prudent to do this. Is one if you shortened the season to where you felt like the games meant a little bit more, and the other thing too is like. The World Series is being played in a position within the, 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 the calendar season from a, from a weather standpoint for half the nation, if not more, in quote-unquote football weather. You know? It'd be nice to be able to go to a World Series game no matter where you're at in shorts and a t-shirt and be able to go get a hot dog and a beer because that's what baseball is. You know? You're talking about World World Series. Or I'm World talking Bay? about just oh. MLB in general, oh. just baseball in general, and it's never going to change. I'm not suggesting that they're going to do it, but could you imagine in the NFL going like and watching the, the, like the cool going air. and watching the Super Bowl and it's 97 degrees in Arizona? Like that's not right. That doesn't feel right. So there's something to that as well. That's just coming from a Reds fan who hasn't had a whole lot of October. Well, I'm not saying I'm not going to go. I'm not complaining. I mean, it could be five degrees. I'll go well, down to Great American Ballpark. But I'm saying cold weather with baseball because you haven't been there. It's okay. It's okay. 
I've been there. The day's coming. I know you have. I've been there. Yeah, the day, the I've day, been the there. Day, the day is Look coming. at us. Look at us. And the day that it comes, these people are – and I say these people, it's really just Reed. He's going to be absolutely earmuffs. If you have kids, mute the thing. He's going to be fucked because I am going to talk so much shit every day that he's going to quit this company. I'm going to walk in here, and I'm going to say, hey, Reed, you want to go down to the Reds game? They're playing today. And I'm going to tell him when he gets to the stadium, he doesn't have a ticket. Sorry, I lost it. It's so welcoming to know that I have job security then. <laughs> I mean, it's just be here a long time here, Trace. <laughs> All right, let's go. What, what, what are we it. betting on tonight? I'm not betting. I had so much success over the weekend, and I just don't – I want to I I um, keep it clean, see the board again. My early indication, I think I like Xavier. So I'm going to wait. But I okay. think I like Xavier. Just we'll based off that line, based off what I know, based off of uh, Texas's reputation of being really good. But I've seen Texas play enough this year to know that they're, they also aren't very good there at certain times. I like uh, – take Japan to win by two tonight. Really. They've got a 21-year-old guy that I've heard a lot about. Haven't been able to see him play. Okay. Um, Roki Sasaki. He's uh, supposed to be the next guy, the defect over, whatever they call that. They normally wait till they're like 25, so maybe he'll come a little bit earlier like Shohei did. Um, but Sasaki's supposed to be the next guy, and so many Jap Japanese pitchers have gotten their start in the World Baseball Classic. That is the one thing that it's given a, a platform. Daisuke Matsuzaka became a household name in the World Baseball Classic. Yu Darvish, similar. Aroldis Chapman's a player that got became a household name in the World Baseball Classic. So this is where names are made, and take Japan to win by two tonight. Japan win by two. Paul, you got any NIT? Is there any CBI games so going on? So there is a CBI game going on right now. Oh, Eastern, beautiful. Seth Pryor's Eastern Kentucky Colonels are playing Indiana State right now. Uh, What's the score? It's a barn burner, Trace. It's 47-43 to 43 at halftime. What? Yeah. Now, that's my kind of basketball. CBI. Uh... I don't know. Are these are all these games CBI? I don't. I thought the NIT wasn't picking back up to. These are all CBI. Are games. these all CBI games? Yes. Okay, so let's go with. But Wisconsin Milwaukee. That's not the same as. Who is this school? Forty-seven to forty. That's yeah, University of Milwaukee. Right? Forty-three. Well, no, I thought the University of Milwaukee was in the NIT. I could be wrong. I'll tell you one thing. Don't get. I know many of you in the chat act as if you don't like the NBA, and that's fine. I'm not here to tell you that that that, that you should have to watch anything in life. You can do whatever you want to do. However, the NBA, if you give it a chance, it's a pretty damn good product. There's there's just incredible oh, basketball yeah. players on this planet Earth, and they play that game about as well as you can play it. And if you watch the NBA this weekend and or any moment in time between now and next Thursday, you will. You will quickly realize that college kids cannot shoot the basketball at even remotely a close clip to these guys in the NBA. <laughs> they you, make basketball look like it's two different sports. If you watch the first half of the Kentucky-K-State game, the NBA is the complete opposite of that. I mean, they were, I think, did, did you guys watch the, the first half of the Kentucky-K-State game? The teams were combined yeah. one for 20 from three. I think Big Cat from Barstool put out a hilarious, hilarious tweet. Just said, because they're running up and down the floor, just chucking up shots, and they're just bricking every single one of them. And Big Cat threw out a tweet said, like, these guys are trying real hard to score. Got to give it up to them.
It was it was funny. The NBA is the complete opposite. Every open shot, sink it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Did you find something, Paul? Bradford and San Jose State. We love the Highlanders. Love the Highlanders. I'm gonna go over 125 and a half. Man, that sounds fun to watch. <laughs> You the, imagine. Most the, juice, the juice is on the under, too. That's what I love. If you, yeah. Let's take the over. If Why you not? bet that game, don't watch it, right? <laughs> no. Don't invest. In fact, your time of those two hours is is worth way more than whatever you're going to bet on that game. So Seriously. My brother went to Radford, played baseball at Radford. And when he went to Radford, they played Tyler Hansborough's Tar Heels in the first round of the tournament, going all the way back to what we were talking about earlier when these – one versus 16s were 60-point blowouts. I was so excited for my brother's college to make the NCAA tournament. They take on Tyler Hansborough's Tar Heels. Final score was like 110 to 50. Just a 60-point blowout. Don't see that anymore. But love the Highlanders in this one. Take, love the Highlanders. Take the points. Take the points. That was uh, 2009? 101 to 58. Yeah, so 40-point, 33-point. Blowout. Hey, but they can say they were the first game in a road to a national championship. That's right. Let's take the Colonels live. What's the live line? Oh, great point. I just exited out. I think it was plus five and a half. Colonels live is plus seven, seven and, a half. and a half. Plus seven and a half. Got bet up. Plus seven and a half. Take plus three. Is it halftime? Is it halftime? It is halftime. Plus seven and a half. Colonels, lock it in. We're going to watch the rest of that game. As we figure out a way to go to lunch. And there's only one way to figure out how we're going to go to lunch on this show. Because I'll tell you right now. I will not let Mouse cop down ever again. I'm tired of hearing it. I did not want to hear it. He held us accountable. The rest of the chat held us accountable. I will not be called a fraud again. We will put the wheel of lunch up there. Uh, We will put Sonic up there. And we will try to fill this board up with as many options as we possibly can outside of Sonic. So just Sonic's percentages go down. All right. What's next? Also, Mouse Cop, congratulations to uh, to your boy Jerome Hunter. He played fantastic this weekend. True. We know, we know you are the Jerome Hunter fan club. We know that for Blew a fact. It on the Mouse Cop parlay yesterday. We, that I thought we had it. another chance. In the that, league, yeah, that's true. 16. That's true. What do we got here? Uh, throw Culver's up there. Culver's. Everett with breaking news. What? Did you guys hear that the volcano menu is coming back to Taco Bell? Don't know what that is. Is that just spicy stuff? Did, is it just tortillas, cheese, and... It's a great it chance that it's going to be nacho cheese, tortillas. shredded cheese, <laughs> refried beans, maybe ground beef, sour cream, all mixed together in some kind of way. What else we got in here? Sonic, Panda, Canes, Culver's, Taco Bell, McDonald's. That's good. Just those? Um, add, add, what's the... What were you about to say? I was going to say a couple different ones, and I stopped myself because I just didn't want to go that far. Uh, what about the, the barbecue joint right here? Neil's. 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 All right. We good with this? Add Jollies. Throw Jollies on there, too. Jolly Jolly's got to be in the As chat. many as I can get on there I do love that Jolly. makes Sonic's opportunity to go down. I'm All right. Do it. If we get that's, Jolly, that's I'll it. be very excited. But we got to go to the west side one. 
because it's better. Objectively. Oh, I, I got to get this EKU. There you oh, go, Trace. Sonic's gone. Sonic's gone. Uh, now, this is, what you, this is what you call winning. I could really go for some Culver's. Yeah, well. Get! Oh, staying alive! Bum, bum, bum. Paul, we had a really educated conversation about uh, jinxes on Friday during the Xavier game. Oh, they don't exist. They don't exist. So, so it, it's like World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I got religious with them. Oh, no jollies. jollies. So fraudulent. Neils is closed. Niels oh, is closed. Niels is closed. So that's no lunch. That's a no. Wow, lunch. this just turned into a bit. Okay, never. Mind. Okay. <laughs> How do we lose there? This is not three lunch. Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, is EKU is EKU moneyline an opportunity? Am I being am I being really order. greedy? I still have a Fred bet. I was out of the state of Ohio. Beautiful, Paul. I still have a Fred bet. Good I can get you. back in the game. Put it on EKU. No. Should I do that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Come on, baby, Culver's. Culver's. That's how you start off a week. It is Culver's. That's good. I wanted to go there. That's good. All right. Cool. We're going to Culver's. Seth, is this is this is this like uh, Seth? Is EKU going to win this? Do we game? have a chance, Seth? We need to know. Let us know, Seth, quickly. I need to know. I know we said we weren't betting today, but it looks like there's an opportunity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seth. What did he say? EKU money line plus three forty. Three forty. Uh oh, boom shakalaka took the sycamores. Oh no. All right. Not much. Oh, he says Seth says not much confidence. Our degenerate selves are gonna go find a way to eat lunch and sweat out this Eastern Kentucky Indiana State Sycamore basketball game. If that's not it. if that's not um, if that's not playing blackjack at the casino at one o'clock on a Wednesday, then I don't know what is. Let's go play blackjack at the casino. At two if you have a gambling problem, call one hundred Gambler. 21 plus state of Ohio. Again, thank you to Bedfred Sportsbook. They let us do this show. They 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 give us their hard-earned money that they win from other people's hard-earned money that they lose. And we're appreciative of that. And until next time, which will be Wednesday for those that are counting, we'll see you from Box Lunch.